I was on mute. Here we go again. Episode four. Episode four. And we're back. It feels great. And I'm your host with the least, Sean Hicks, which your host with the most. Liz, all the way from España, Spain, during Rally Week. You can hear in the background. She's trying to hide it, but we still hear it. <laughs> Hopefully not too much. I, I tried to close like every single possible window and door to keep the motorcycle noise down. But we do have an awful lot of motorcycles going right past my house all day and all night for the next three days. Well, today plus two more. Oh, wow. Oh, there, goes, there goes one right now. <laughs> Rally week. Hot diggity damn. So that's awesome, man. So uh, one thing that we've been getting a lot of uh, great support and feedback, and we do appreciate those that are taking time to listen, is uh, the fact that we're telling these stories and we're talking about, you know, our experiences, good, bad and different. Well, today will be no different. In fact, I'm going to let you guys in on something that's extremely personal um, but a big part of my life, which is disappointment. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into it. And I haven't even shared this with my wonderful host with the most Liz, but I'm doing that now with her and you. Well, from episode one, I've been talking about my excitement, my enthusiasm, my utter <laughs> joy, and everything was building for this moment. And I could not wait more. I was so highly anticipating the moment of a you know, a trip, you know, so when you book these trips, you go through, you do your due diligence to you know, map them out, look at the dates. So you got to, everything has to be cleared. So you have to make sure in my case, you know, with work and then also uh, my children have to make sure that they have you know, someone to take care of them while I'm away. And then the number of days I'm going to be gone, how I'm going to get there. And then the key thing, budgeting. Okay. So with that being said, everything, all the boxes were checked, except for one, which I'm so embarrassed to say, especially coming from my um, background in online travel agency. But I made a, a horrible assumption. We all know when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you and me. And that's what I did. I thought by booking my travel the way that I did, I had prepaid it when actually I just put it on a courtesy hold. So by that... I thought the money and funds were already set aside and paid for my vacation, for my trip, when in actuality it was just a hold. So I hadn't paid for it yet. So I was spending like a crazy person, and that money is no longer there. I'm getting closer to the date. And then on top of that, I got unexpected um, gifts from the government of looking for some more money. You know, so I'm like, okay, and I'm still like, you know, I can still make this work. And then I got, you know, the person who was going to be watching my children mom away. Recently, they had an issue where uh, their own child had recently broken their leg. So it just disappointment after disappointment. And I'm here to tell you, Liz, yes, it, it was heartbreaking, like 45 minutes of just looking up at the sky. Why me? I had to cancel my Guatemala trip. It is no longer a part of my. No, you, you didn't cancel it altogether. Oh, it's gone. No, it's not. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's no oh, longer. Fine. Yeah, it, it hurt so bad. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, no Guatemala trip, no uh, visiting Cesar Pineda and Hazard Trevesas on the, the rooftop of the uh, Cassie Casi and uh, looking at the glow of the volcano. That's no longer going to happen in June. Now, it may happen sometime in the future, but I don't know when. That's where you come in, Liz. Help a brother out. There's got to be another option to this. I mean, okay, so to start, like, did you really make a final decision and cancel all plans or is there still a, an opportunity here to brainstorm ways to manage this? Well, uh, the possibility of going in June is over. So I already have the refund. Literally I'm, I'm going to get the money out the bank after the show. Uh, so I already got the money back from my airline flight, which I will say, by the way, wait, whatever it costs, never, get non-refundable in any travel situation like i was yeah. real like that was i was real close of having like a nervous breakdown because at one point when they gave me my receipt it showed me a refund but it didn't show all the money it only showed me like a small portion of the flight and i was like oh my god are you telling me like you're only refunding me the upgrade like they're not refunding me the entire flight so uh, luckily I got, you know, a refundable rate and the extra $200 was totally worth it because, you know, now I have it back. So I understand if there's a situation where let's say you're going to travel the next day, maybe, or it's like short notice. Um, but Liz, would even then, would you, would you do it or always do you go refundable or what's your thoughts on that as far as just like booking and travel? Cause I mean, you're honestly the expert. It depends on where I'm going in the timeline, you know, because I mean, like when I was living in San Diego and I grew up in the Bay Area, uh, right outside of San Francisco and Fremont. And so I would travel from San Diego back to the Bay Area. I'd fly in to San Jose, Oakland or San Francisco all the time. Right. And so because those are three very major hubs, you can. And so in San Diego, also international. Right. Uh, a lot of times you can find some very cheap, like rock bottom price offers when you have the flexibility in your power, right? So like if I didn't have class on a two, on a random Tuesday, like class got canceled on Wednesday and I wanted to go up and like hang out for the weekend in the Bay area, I could go and look for one of those flights. Well, then there's no point in getting a non-refundable first of all, because if a lot of them have like the 72 hour notice stipulation, anyway, you're past that. And if I if it's today and I'm planning on going tomorrow, I mean, what what really are the chances of not going or out here when, um, you know, we have a lot of opportunity to go back and forth to London, where one of our good friends is at. It's it's almost pointless for those. Not completely because, you know, there are, there's always a chance something could go wrong. But, you know, if you have a Ryanair ticket from. Jerez or for from uh, Sevilla into Heathrow or whatever, you can get tickets for 35 euro. At that point, it's almost like, why are you paying another 17 euro for the flight insurance when the ticket was only 35 euro to begin with? Sometimes it just doesn't seem like it's seem like it's worth it. For the most part, it's it's definitely going to be worth it, uh, especially obviously in your case. Number one, if you don't have all all of the ducks in a row yet, you know, and like my ducks aren't ever in a row. They're usually wandering around 
like that meme of the kittens that somebody's trying to put in a line and the kittens keep walking off and the, the guy keeps picking up the kittens and trying to put them back in the line. You know, that's how my life is usually looking like. And so if, unless your ducks are perfectly in a row or there's only one duck and there's not a row, then absolutely get the insurance. No, well said. So as far as, you know, my my trip specifically and you said, yeah, the June opportunity is I mean, it's gone. And um, you what know about what? July? I mean, could it could there still be a July? Is it something that we could still turn around so that you could get the trip going? Well, that's why we're here. All right. So this is what I was thinking. OK, so um, and I, I did share this with my uh, my good friend Alejandra. Shout out to her. And uh, she was shocked, like she was in disbelief. She couldn't believe that I canceled. She wanted to go more than me. I think she still does. She probably will. So um, as far as the trip in June, July, August, no, the best case, looking at the calendar and looking at my finances, looking at the availability of child support <laughs> um, and looking at when my job will get me off again. That's another thing. A brother is popular. You know, I mean, I'm unfortunately too popular. Um, so I probably have to look realistically at October. So I'm not looking to be able to go anywhere okay. until October. And what about this? Instead of me going and wanting to just take over Guatemala and see everything because there's so much to do there, like, you know, go up north to the um, national park and see the Takao ruins and just all of the beauty it has to see. Instead of doing all of it in like a week, which I really, really want to, and like stopping Flores and man, sorry. What about if me going on like a long weekend and just doing one city at a time that way? No, 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 no. Boo. Don't like that idea at all. Wow. Okay. Why? No, anytime that you have to get on a plane to go through all of that effort to do something, it should never be less than a week. That it, unless it's for work, if it's for work, then that, that's a whole different category and not what we're talking about. Right. But if you're going for, I, I think about it. If you go somewhere for, let's say, three days, two nights, the travel is not necessarily the problem with the timing because it's it's just Guatemala from Houston. You know, so it's not terribly far as far as that's concerned. Right. And you're not switching time zones and all of that other nonsense. But the tickets are still going to be several hundred dollars. Right. And then you go and you do that. You get to do that one thing. Now you're going to have to do that, pay all that money again and set up the childcare situation, uh, you know, with caretakers again and ask for time off from work again, over and over again. And we know with American culture, trying to get time off from work, you might as well, you could be in the hospital about to have surgery and your boss is still going to ask if you're coming in. In fact, I even had a, that exact situation happen. I was in the ER getting prepped for a surgery that was supposed to be six hours later. It was emergency surgery. And my boss still said, are you really sure you can't find someone to cover your shift if you can't be there tomorrow? Like American culture doesn't assist us with doing things like this. No, not not at all. And that's uh, a great point to you know what i was saying that um technically my company never really approved they were like encouraged me like oh that's great you're going to guatemala for an entire week but like i looked in the system they never actually approved it so um to your point 
they were just kind of just wait and see as long as they as possibly they they could. And it's not just you know my my current employer. Shout out to them. It's like you said, it's American culture. It's very normal that they really they talk about work life balance, but really there's really none that I've ever experienced um, in my life. And as far as you know, travel, it's it's very hard of them to even fathom that where it doesn't impact them um, as far as you traveling on their benefit to where they want you to do it. It seems like, you know, it's something that they're not pushing for on any level. Um, so that's been your experience as well. Oh, always, <laughs> even always, even when I was on PTO, uh, I would still have my boss saying, I need you. I need, you know, you need to look at something now, if it was, an incredibly urgent situation, the sky is going to fall and it's going to really negatively impact, you know, the, the group. I'm all for it. I will help. However, I can, if I, if, and when I can, right. But I'm talking complete nonsense. Like I was told to get on my laptop on Christmas Eve while I was in the middle of, um, help me out here. What's the name of the lights in Arlington? Oh, dang. I used to live next to them too. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, Dang it. I went well, anyways, I'm like doing that whole drive through the lights. It's Christmas Eve and I'm getting told uh, you better have your laptop on you because I need you to go check this email. It was not important. I'm here to tell you right now. It was not important. I was like, really? This couldn't have waited until later. I'm off work. It is 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve. I was livid. So anyways, things like that just come up in American culture all the time. Um, but go. So that brings us back to the point of if you're going to take off time for vacation, you need to maximize your time for what is reasonable for your life. If your employer is going to say, yes, we can manage a week and you're going out of your way to figure out what is the least negative impact to the company, Right. Like what's the easiest time of year for me to take off and not, you know, make other people's projects more difficult or not make people have to kind of step in too much for you or whatever. Once you figured that out and you figured out, you know, with your kids schedules, like what's going on with school and who's going to be able to provide care for them and all that. You have to take the, the most amount of time <laughs> that you can squeeze out of it even if that means kind of extending your budget. If you're like, well, you know, I really only thought I would uh, want to go for seven days, but if you have the opportunity to go for 10, you, I mean, unless you're really not going to be able to pay your bills, if it's more like, ah, I, you know, I really did want to go, like get some new shoes or buy a treadmill, like that treadmill or whatever can wait. Those shoes could wait. You know, another two days in Guatemala is never coming again. No, definitely not. And yeah, that's a great point. So for me personally, and you know, for those that are listening, uh, my decision for cancellation, I mean, finances didn't pack it, but I mean, I'm able to get money. Um, I have multiple ways to get money. You know, I, I have a freelance business that I do. Um, I'm able to get money in a lot of different ways, obviously my nine to five. So there's, there's ways I can get money. My, my challenges were more about um, for you know my children and, and that's created the delay where honestly yeah if it was just me yeah absolutely I'd, I'd be you know what oh well no June I can do July I can do August and I would just keep the party going but unfortunately that's not the 
you know, the case. So I have to factor in other things. And, you know, that is the reason of why I mentioned maybe staying less. But you bring up a great point. You know, if I'm going to go through the trouble of doing that, um, you know, going on the flight, you know, taking the time off, making all these accommodations and just going for a few days, I'm really cheating myself in a sense. So would you totally frown upon helping me try to coordinate a, a shorter trip? Or um, it would just be totally against what Liz is all about. Or you really rather be just wait and try to stay as long as possible. Just be honest. Uh, the problem with Guatemala, the problem with your trip specifically is flying into Guatemala City and then having to rearrange your itinerary because you're because I don't know that there's another airport that you can get to that's going to get you to Tikal, which was your main focus for the trip. Right. So if you, if you were doing your trip backward and one of your main focuses was Antigua, then I would say maybe do a three or four day weekend because you could just go Houston to Guatemala city, take the 45 minute trip out to Antigua, spend your two or three days there and then fly back and, you know, and then 45 minutes and then get on the plane and go. Right. So you can do that and have a nice time in Antigua, but you can't get there, get to the call, like enjoy anything and then get back and then fly back again. So you're not going to get what you want out of that trip. So if you still want to take advantage of being able to take, I don't know how many days it is. Let me just guess four. Okay. Let's just say you could only have like a four day weekend to do this. Then I would say you need to shift gears to a different location that is either the same distance or closer. And then find some place where the destination is at the airport area. Like if you can go straight to somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, that's that's funny you say that. And thank you for that. I was actually thinking, you know, later on in the year, I was actually looking at Havana, like going there, because that's another place. I'm not I'm not sure why Houston set up that way, but they have like a lot of direct flights to Havana. Um, you know, a lot of direct flights to, uh, you know, um, oh, Panama, you know, but I see I've been there before. Um, you know, I want to go somewhere I haven't been before. And, you know, with Guatemala and it's such a, a unique place and it's got so many natural beauties to offer. I do feel like I'm cheating myself and my, my visit there by trying to go there on a shorter trip. So I was actually looking to pivot, not just, you know, a shorter trip, but maybe off of Guatemala until I can stay a longer time. Um, so what's your thoughts about? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go to Mexico whenever you want. I think that the money is better saved to just be put aside for let's just go October. Don't push it off until like next year because you'll never go. You need to have a plan in place and then you can set up the extra money because even though I know you mentioned that it was um, a childcare situation that was the crux of all of this, that essentially does come down to money as well. Right? Because if you had, if, if money wasn't an object, then you could have paid somebody else, you know, like some other trusted person, there could be more options for that. But childcare is not free and trusting somebody with your children doesn't come easily. 
And so, I mean, if, if you're just going to throw money at something, it has to be somebody that would be able to step in. And that, that costs more money too, to be able to get those people to have that list of people that you trust with your children, you know, childcare just gets more and more expensive. If it's not like a, like, you know, just your best friend from down the street who, you know, maybe have their own family emergency. No, no, definitely. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying don't give up the Guatemala dream. Don't compromise and go somewhere like Havana or Costa Rica or somewhere else. Um, If I'm going to save up for a trip, it has to be Guatemala and try to stay as long as possible. And yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, me, uh, procrastination is, uh, the best way to miss your destination. So if I do put it <laughs> off till next year, I won't, I won't go in it. You'll never go, dude. You'll never go. So I think you need to plan for Guatemala in October, which is still going to be, uh, you're still going to get to do a lot of the activities that you like to do. Um, you're still going to get to see a lot of things like the weather is still, nice uh, and all of that. I do think, however, if I was in your situation that I would complement that like waiting period with a staycation. So for the same time that you were going to be going to Guatemala, go find yourself like don't go balls to the wall here and spend a thousand dollars a night on a hotel, but go find a hotel that is a little bit more than what you would normally do for yourself. Something that's a little bit nicer. Make sure that it's like the king bedroom with the actual, like with the nice view, no queen bed overlooking the parking lot. Okay. Like get something, (laughs) you know, like maybe go, Get, like have a spa service, go get a massage, go like go to a place that's a little bit nicer and take yourself to a nice dinner, something like that, where it's like, look, I, I'm not going on that trip. I am going to save the bulk of that money. But this little bit that I was already anticipating on spending on food and travel and stuff like that, it was already earmarked to be spent, right? You can save up that much more again between now and October, say $300, right? Between now and October, you could save another $300 to put back into that fund and spend $300 on yourself for one day to just go do something nice for yourself. No, yeah, great call out there. And, you know, again, going back to the the finance thing and for those that, you know, um, kind of want to understand where I felt and fall short on that, you know, I came back from the online travel background, you know, Liz as well. And, you know, like places like hotels.com, things like that. And in my experience, those are always prepaid. So once you pay for them, you know, they're, they're done. Like you're paying in advance where I know a lot of people complain about that, but I was wanting that. And I thought that's what I, I had gone through the process of doing when in fact I did not. I actually just had put a courtesy hold, which when you go with the hotels directly is very normal. And I know people prefer that, but I do not. You know, so when I, I thought the money was just played on the side and, you know, uh, already put forth for that. So, you know, again, that caused me because uh, my misunderstanding of the process created me um, problems and it just kind of, you know, spiraled from there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And I do really do appreciate what you're saying as far as like where I need to go, not to procrastinate. I think I am going to target October now and I think a staycation at some point or you know, um, 
you know, something of that nature, maybe visit a friend or something. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, do something to where I can still reward myself, but not just blow a, a budget, but ultimately still make Guatemala the goal. Because um, and not saying that, you know, another destination is any lesser, but you got to know what's for yourself. Like the show says, finding ourselves like Guatemala to me seems like the perfect place for me. What I was looking for uh, as far as like a getaway, the things that it had to offer, um, you know, I trust your judgment and in your put so well. And then other people have told me that it's just a place that, you know, offered a lot of things that I want to, you know, take and enjoy for myself. And especially like the national park with the college just seemed like it was made for me, you know? So, um, yeah, I think Havana is amazing, but I think if I went there, um, I'd have a great time, but I'd be like, wow, I just put maybe Guatemala, not just off the, the map for this year, but possibly forever because like we said you know if you put up put off a trip um when you have an earmark for going at a certain time who knows when you'll go if ever you know what though it's an opportunity to save up even more money to be able to do even more when you're there so here's one thought that i had and i don't know if i've told you this in the past but i tell a lot of my friends this when different people talk about trips and wanting to go places because you know like I left the, you know, where I grew up, I left California years. Oh my God. It's been since 2014 was the last time that I lived in California. And so, you know, we're always having to budget for visiting family, visiting friends or asking people to come visit us too. Like, Hey, why am I always going to you? Why can't you come to me? You know? And so one of the things that my husband and I did um, when we first got married, actually, was we set up a separate savings account and we call it, to this day, we call it the honeymoon account. And what we did is we allotted a certain amount of money that goes into that account every single month. And at first it was set up to be able to save for a honeymoon, but we kept it that way because that means every single year we will have a certain amount of money no questions asked because that money doesn't get used for not a cent for anything else all year long for us to go travel somewhere. It is meant for us to go on a trip and do something. Now, the idea is, you know, from the honeymoon that it would be like a, an anniversary trip, but that doesn't always it's not always feasible with um, with either of our jobs or whatever is going on that year. But the point is that money is meant for travel. And then when we have a trip that might cost more than what's in that account. Uh, for example, I spent three months in England a couple years ago. Well, you know, if you only save a certain amount of, I mean, nobody's saving enough for to like completely finance themselves for three months in England. You know, England's just too expensive for that. But what we would do is start adding to it and allotting more. So I would encourage you right now, since you know you're in a spot where it's like I wasn't sure where the money was at. And where the money now where I need to pull money from is have a separate savings account. And as you start coming up with, OK, I know the hotel is going to cost this much and I know that I'm going to budget for food being X amount per day, even. Right. Or I know I want to go to that one really nice restaurant. I check the menu. That's going to cost one hundred dollars as opposed to, you know, the other restaurants that are 15 to 20. Put, make yourself a budget for that account and start putting the money into there because then even if the money, so like the, the situation you're in now where 
Um, I mean, like Expedia just did it to me yesterday, actually. They say, do you want to put the, do you want to reserve now? No credit card will be charged, not even a hold. They're not even putting a hold on it. They just said they're going to check, but no money is, I checked my bank account. There is not even a hold for that amount right now. Um, and that's not to say they aren't keeping an eye on it though, right? But I'm just saying nothing is being withheld from my card. So you could just say like, all right, I know that for this plane ticket, it's supposed to be $500. So the $500 is in that account. And that's the account that I put on record with whatever airline or whatever, you know, um, meta search uh, company that you used. And so even if they don't take the money out, it's still gone, right? It's still not in your daily use account. So it doesn't matter when they take it because in your mind, you're not using it anymore. No, that's great. That's really smart. And as you, you were explaining and I was like, man, I really should have talked to Liz beforehand. And you're right. <laughs> it does seem like a new process. I know that, you know, at the time when we were working for uh, an OTA, that that's something that they wanted to do. And, you know, you want to create variety for your consumer. And I get that. But for for me, you know, I was just kind of locked in like, you know, it's going to come out and, you know, come out of my, my account. And, um, you know, I didn't go back and check. And when I did, it was too late. So here I am. But I, I like the fact of having not a rainy day fund or something I'm going to like, you know, dip into the cookie jar and, and take here and there. No, not at all. Like I'm going to put money on the side and just set it and forget it and have that money there and just keep piling it up until I have what I need. And I'm not a, you know, a person that likes a lot of luxury, you know, as far as like comfort. Sure. You know, but I don't feel the need to have like a lot of um extra expensive things. So that's the, the thing that also hurts about it. It wasn't like my hotel. I mean, I was staying in hostels, you know, it wasn't like I was spending a, a lot of money, but you know, a dollar is a lot if you don't have it. And uh, that's kind of where I was at and uh, where I'm at right now. But I feel good now. Cause I was, a brother was hurting. <laughs> it was, it was rough, man. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even really put it into words. Like, I guess the closest thing would be, you know, heartbreak for something that you want so badly and to have it just taken away, but taken away, Really, um, you know, I started just taking a moment to really think that, yeah, I'm I'm really not, uh, you know, I just need to take a step back and uh, turn this into a positive and talk about it on the podcast. And here we are. So I'm um, so glad that I did. And uh, you're right. You know, you make a lot of sense a lot of the times and definitely with this, because I'm not going to put it off. I'm still going to go. October is not that far off. And it gives me time to get myself right back on track. And the crazy part is like when I canceled my flight, flights actually got like a lot more economic. Cheaper. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened, but that like made me kind of happy. So I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, hey, there is a possibility um for I can um, you know, still make this happen. But you're right, because I was thinking about staying less. I was thinking about um, you know, going somewhere else. You know, that was on the table too. I was thinking about, you know, waiting till next year, you know, and you know, we know where that leads to, to nothing. <laughs> so yeah. um I, I can't do that. You know, I, I gotta treat myself, not cheat myself and and do something that um, you know, I know I want to do. I want to find myself then the place where I, I want to go. And you know, Havana and Costa Rica and, and Panama, those are great destinations. And you know, I I have the highest uh utmost um interest in going to all those places, been to Panama, but want to go to Costa Rica and Havana. But you know, there's something special about Guatemala and I, I can't wait to find out what it is for me so thank you for that 
Um, so that being said, have you had situations where um, maybe you overlook something? I know you just said about the Expedia situation where uh, you had to travel unexpectedly, fall apart. And, you know, how did you handle that? Oh, man, all the time. I don't even know how to narrow it down because he didn't warn me in advance <laughs> that the question was that the question was coming this week. That's the beauty of episode uh, four. I know, uh, okay. You know what? I can tell you one. I can tell you one from Guatemala since we're on that track because right. I have to be thinking about a place before I narrow it down to the experiences that happened in that location. But one thing that did happen in Guatemala was um, when my friend and I were going to Tikal and you have to go through Flores, right? As you've learned. And so we stayed at, uh, no, nope, 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 sorry. Wrong story, backwards. We're going back to the other side of Guatemala. Uh, we wanted to go to Lago Atitlan which is closer to Antigua, right? And so I had picked one of the hostels that we stayed at. And so then my friend said, hey, you picked that one. I want to pick the next one. And I was like, cool, whatever, man. Go ahead, pick. So he picked something. And um, I mean, Matt, if you're listening, you are allowed to disagree with me. And you can you can call me or whatever and tell me if I got it wrong. But this is how memory serves, is that... He picked the place and we and he, you know, we we had agreed on budgets, right? We had agreed on budgets for things. Um, and like the place that we stayed at Cesar Pineda's place in Antigua was eight dollars, eight USD a day. It was and it's so cool. It's perfect. It's beautiful. He would make us food and cocktails like breakfast. Like this guy was the best. And so um you know, that was kind of like the the standard that we had come to expect was, you know, like 8, 10, 12 USD is going to get you maybe not that that quite that level, but but nice, but decent, safe, because where we stayed in Guatemala City, I think was 10 USD a night. And it was also it was also very nice. You know, the host was very gracious. They had like a, a welcome um I wouldn't say it was like a whole dinner, but they did like little snacks and stuff, kind of like when you're staying at an embassy suites, right? Like just putting out little things for you. And so we're thinking around that that price range. Well, we had to get in a tuk-tuk. And for those of you who don't know what a tuk-tuk is, it is a little tin box on top of a motorcycle, <laughs> for lack of a better way to explain it. And, you know, you get somebody driving the little motorcycle while you're sitting in this little tin box, you know, just getting pulled through on a makeshift sort of tricycle looking thing through the mountains uh, around the lake. And we got to what was supposed to be a hostel in the middle of the night. And it was like beyond five stars. If they gave hotels six stars, this would have been seven stars hotel. Like this is the place where you only go on your honeymoon if you have money to be on a reality TV show. It was out of this world, just pristine, perfect, everything. And I was like, there is no way in hell that we could afford this. Like the price that he said that he found, there's just, there can't, it can't possibly be, like it was too good to be true, right? 
and it was. We would go to check in and they tell us the price and the price was like add several extra zeros onto it because uh, the currency had been listed in uh, not the currency that was read off to us. <laughs> so here we are thinking like, oh my God, we even if we want to, we can't afford this. We had not budgeted for the like it would have it would have taken more money than the whole rest of the trip combined for us to stay there for the one night. So thank God, you know, I had gotten um, I just got on Wi-Fi. I went on Facebook. I went and found Cesar Pineda, throw out his name a hundred times because he's so helpful in Guatemala. And so here I am calling the owner of the other hostel that I just left saying, we're over here at this place. You know, it costs this much money. And he goes, oh, my God, no, don't stay there. I will find another place for you. And he went and found another hostel for us, which was a whopping 16 or 18 USD a night. <laughs> and he went and found another tuk-tuk to come pick us up in the middle of the night and take us to the other place. So I definitely had, you know, the plans fall apart when we did not know what to do. Um, so I, that, that goes back to something you said a couple of episodes ago about like, having a contact. Because even if they're not your friend, you're not going to go like travel with them or whatever. Just having one person who can like give you some direction, you know, when something falls apart in the middle of the night and someone who's willing to help you and like give you some direction. Um, otherwise, I really don't know what we would have done that night because you couldn't even sleep outside if you wanted to. It would have been death by mosquito. So uh, that was definitely a, a very like a night where we avoided something bad happening, I guess. <laughs> no, definitely, man. I, I love that story. And uh, to me, it really encompasses uh, why I want to go to Guatemala um, for so many uh, reasons. And, you know, again, shout out to Cesar Pineda, man. If you're doing a drinking game and you're using Cesar Pineda as your drinking uh, shot caller, man, you're, you're feeling pretty good right now. But seriously, like that is uh, awesome that he went above and beyond like that. And uh, I do want to go and, you know, experience the, the different small cities they have like uh, Flores and, and just kind of go along. So, you know, hear, hearing that and having things fall apart, like you, you look online and you think that, you know, things are different currency. I mean, I've been burned by that so many times. Um, sometimes places they'll have descriptions of, well, we'll have Wi-Fi. They don't. Or they'll have amenities that they say and they don't. Um, they'll have a restaurant on site and they don't. I've been burned by that one probably seems like every trip, um, you know, so those things are to be expected, but to actually have the, the you know, uh, a place you're looking to stay in at that late of time. Wow. That's, that's really, really crazy. Um, so, you know, you're right. Having that point of contact is important and, you know, having somebody that you can reach out to and, and have somebody to assist you and help you um, is definitely a, a good one. So, you know, again, talking about having, that support and uh, kind of going into your uh, your your trip and, and finding the the best thing for you. You you brought something else to my attention. Actually, Cesar, you know, called me out on this because I was sharing with him what my plans were. Um, I was messaging him on WhatsApp, and you know, he called out quick, like, "Wow, that's not enough time for Antigua." So since I'm redoing my trip anyway, I told you. Yeah, yeah, you did. So where do you think? Uh, originally, my plan was to start off in Chicago to go north 
and then go back and then end in T- Antigua. But I was really, I guess, selling Antigua quite short, and I apologize for those uh, that are listening. Uh, but um, yeah, it seemed like you know there's a lot of hiking there, and you know I'm not the most in shape brother. I mean, in the world, so I didn't seem like that was something that I really necessarily wanted to do. It seemed more like a, a chill, relaxed place, a, a nice, quiet town, a nice little mountain town. Um, but from what you're saying. That's, you know, there's still a lot of other things to do. There's a brewery there. You know, Antigua is uh, amazing. You know, it's, it's um, yeah. you say it's your favorite city in uh, Guatemala. And, you know, for you, let's say, let's just go, let's just go all in right now. Let's just say um, you're setting up my trip. How many days do I need to be there? And, you know, what direction should I go? Well, as you said, like hiking is not your bigger goal right but the one but i so i do think you need one day to go to the volcanoes you need what which you were already thinking to do right you were already gonna go do you need one day for that you need one i would say go up to where the zip lining is i so and you can do that in the same one day you can couple it with going to um to the big coffee finca where they do the tour of the like how they roast all the beans and all of that and they give you like a little bit of history of it when i was there they were one of the biggest suppliers for starbucks so that was an interesting thing and they told us a little bit about the history of their partnership between the local community and you know like their larger processing facility which is what we toured and Starbucks. So that was pretty interesting. And I know Starbucks has branched out a lot since then. So, you know, the stories could be completely different now. That would be cool. They do have breweries, they have distilleries, all of that kind of stuff is fun. Um, You know, different, because a lot of it, you can match up with different cuisine too, right? So that's kind of part of the fun of getting to like mix match the foods and the drinks and everything of the local area um there's a lot of smaller tours that you can like just a half day where you can go through the countryside where they can just give you some history of the area sometimes it's nice to just sit and like look like uh the drive that we took out to the volcano when we were in Makati you know that was a long it was a long drive but they told us so much history and so many little cultural facts that it didn't seem like you were just sitting there wasting two hours in a car. You just got to see everything while you were doing it. Um, so I would say at least one, two, three, you, you want a day to just like walk around and they have so many different churches. They're not the giant cathedrals like in Europe they're they're much smaller so you could see three or four in one day and they'll all be different they'll all have different saints and different like the patron saints and different um like architecture to it they'll have basic some things that are basically the same but they're they're gonna have unique features and stories to why they were built there and um the processions that come from each one. There's one, uh, I mean, you'd have to ask this, but there's one cathedral in particular that when they do like Semana Santa and they do the processions through Antigua that, that, that they take the, I forget the name of it. I'm not Catholic. So forgive me, everybody who's Catholic, but what the things that they're holding up when they do the procession, like that has the image of Christ or the image of the saints or, any, or 
and all that, that they take you into that chapel. And then, uh, so going up there, it's at the top of a hill, you know? So even if it's not during a service or you don't observe, you can still walk up there and just be able to see the whole thing. There is a hike that's not, I think you could do it. It's not crazy. It's more of like a, just a long walk that, that's going kind of uphill. I'm but it takes. More. <laughs> yeah, you you can go on plenty of long walks, but it takes you up to you know like the statue of Jesus, like in Rio, um, which we also have in Portugal. They also have one too, and so you can go up there. I actually have a picture of me, my friend that I mentioned before, Matt and Cesar at, and I think one more. I think one of Cesar's friends was with us too, if I remember correctly. But like of us hiking up to the the statue of Jesus up there, and so like. It's really, I would say you want, I would do at least four days. Plus you need a day to rest here and there too. And just like kind of see, see stuff, eat stuff. If you like salsa dancing, I do. damn, you need to, then you need to go out. Cause they'll have the, every single night, a different place will have free salsa dancing lessons. And then if you don't want to participate, you could just come cause they'll do it for an hour like from six to seven, right? And then from seven o'clock, you're just there and you can just like watch everybody and listen to the music and enjoy the atmosphere. Oh man, that's a cool vibe. And you're saying that's just Antigua by itself? That's just Antigua. Wow. And that's not even because uh, Lane Keen, um, and I don't know if I'm saying correctly. Is, Lane uh, Keen, yeah. Yeah, Lane Keen is actually your favorite place. So I see why you were shunning me for saying just being in Guatemala for four days. Like that's not, that's no yeah. That's well, Lankin is the the city that's outside of Samuk Champe. So right. Samuk Champe is my favorite thing in Guatemala because that's where the water where the river cuts underground and you have this series of waterfalls that go over it. I believe for a mile, and that's right. where you can do the inner tubes and all of that. But Lankin is the the village that you can actually stay in right outside. And Lankina itself is very cool, but Lankina is like, I feel like I'm uh, glamping is the word for it. It's like really nice camping. You know, you've got all the cabins or um, like even the hostels, man. The hostel I stayed in, that was probably the nicest hostel I've ever seen. Like, it was luxury cabin hostels. Um, with having the river come right through the property and everything. And now that I see all of their stuff on Facebook, how they've upgraded it, even since the last time I was there, I'm like, wow, it's very impressive. How long would you stay there? I, we only stayed the one night and I wish that we would have stayed one more because it's not that there's so many different things to do because it's really the, the, Wherever you stay at, which you were going to stay at Kasi Kasi, right? Uh, yes, I would stay at Kasi Kasi. Yeah, so it, it's nice to be able to just enjoy Kasi Kasi because everywhere out there, even if they say it's a hostel, it's a resort. You feel like you're staying at a resort. So to have one day to just spend at the resort and then have your day, uh, you know, you have to drive out to Samuk Champagne and you're there for you know, a little bit more than half the day, almost three quarters the day, and then come back and be able to enjoy the resort for one more night. No, yeah, I love that, man. You're just painting that picture again, getting me all fired up again. Like literally I was staying in a place called uh, Gringo's and it was right there off the, 
the water of Mook Sempe. Like, so uh, the water literally like by my bedroom that I had reserved or I had reserved, like the, the water had ran behind it. Like, so I could go and they had like a patio there. I could just sit and watch the water. Yeah. Uh, go right to the pools. Like, just imagine just like so relaxing and go right into where you get into the inner tubes to go to the caving. See, I was actually, I guess maybe because how you described it, it seemed like um, because you were so excited about that place, I, I made sure to stay there like two to three days. I was actually there longer than Takao where, um, you know, I, I was most looking forward to stay because, you know, it has so much to offer there. And I figured, you know, my, my old ass would get tired. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I gotta make sure I can survive my whole trip. So I got to give myself one day, just kind of like, you know, lounge around and relax, you know, cause that's a lot of activity for a OG like myself, but I was looking forward to it for sure. So you say two to two days there. Yeah. And like, if you could do one day in Lankeen and then like you had that other place at, and then one day at Gringo's, but just don't have to rush back, you know, don't have to rush from Samuk Champagne to Tikal. Like you need an overnight in between to just enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your night and then get out to Tikal. And then, um, and then if, I mean, it just depends on which shuttle service you can get out there because you really do want to do the sunrise tour. The sunset is also like, amazing but if you had to pick between the two i would pick sunrise because you get more of the animals explain for those that are listening like what that is because to me it is like man it just sends chills down my spine i love it so much this was a big part of the reason why you sold me on guatemala so please for those listening what exactly is that okay so what you have to do when you're going to tikal is an area of mayan ruins and Mayan ruins, if you just look them up on Google, they could be short. They could be kind of covered in grass and dirt. And, you know, you might see something that kind of looks like a, a soccer field or something. That is not Tikal. It's part of it, but Tikal is really large, large scale um, ruins that are in pristine condition. And what you can do is book a sunrise tour they get you on a bus, you're in the, you know, it's dark out, you can't see anything. And then out of nowhere, as the sun is just kind of starting to come around the bend, you start to hear all of the big cats, like jaguars and everything. All of these large cats that live out in the middle of the jungle and all the holler monkeys and everything. And they're getting up because it's morning. You know, you get all the birds. You know how birds, they're like nature's alarm, right? Like the sun is coming up. So are so are all the animals. So you're driving through the dark as you're hearing the animals all around you. And I mean, we were in a chick. It was called a chicken bus, which I mean, it looks it's an old school bus that they just shove a bunch of people in. <laughs> and so you're taking the chicken bus out there and then you get over. And um, they allow you to have entrance at, and it changes during different parts of the year because it, it's the sunrise tour specifically. And they have different ruins that you cannot touch, right, for sacred reasons. But there are some that they will tell you, here are the ones that you are not only allowed, but you are welcome. Please, and you're encouraged to climb up them. And so my Matt and I, 
chose one of them, went all the way to the top. It is, I mean, it's, it had to be, I mean, it was well over a hundred feet. It, it was, it was up there. And um, by the time you park, pick your spot and get up one of those, that's when sunrise just hits is right then. And you get to hear all the animals around you and you feel like you're in the Lion King, really. Like it feels like the opening credits to Lion King with all of the animals coming around you and you can like hear circle of life in the back of your head. Yeah, it's amazing. So I, I, I cannot wait for that. And they literally wake you up at 4 a.m. And I, I couldn't wait. Could you imagine that you're going on a trip and you're looking forward to waking up at 4 a.m.? That's just how amazing that experience sounded to me. And, you know, hearing you describe it again has me so fired up. And you know what? I feel great. And uh, it's always a good time to talk to my good friend Liz about travel. And, um, you know, hey, I was a little down, but, you know, I'm not out and I'm back in the game. Thank you so much for Liz for that. And uh, hey, looks like we have another great episode in the books. Uh, final thoughts, Liz. Uh, final thoughts. You have to be able to roll with the punches, man. Like just because something doesn't work, you know, like when we were working together, everybody always said you got to have a plan B. I, d I never said that. If I was ever your trainer, I told you don't have a plan. Plan B is where you start. You need a plan C and D. I want you to have at least B, C, and D. You and man, that kicks home even harder living in Spain because something always goes wrong. Something's closed. You know, like you can't get where you want to be. The restaurant's not open because it's Wednesday at 8 p.m. or something. Like nothing is ever going to always go right. But you have to use it to your advantage. For Sean's case right now, I'm hoping he's going to just take a minute to step back refocus on October and set up that other savings account, put the money over there, just keep shoving money into it so you don't have to think about it later. In fact, it might be a blessing in disguise because now you might have more money to do more stuff or upgrade yourself to a different room or to a different experience. No, absolutely. I love that. And uh, well said. And I definitely will. And I am looking forward to it. And, you know, from more information that I'm learning, I, I realize that I can focus on areas more. I can be more prepared and being preparation is the best way to really, um, you know, enjoy and understand, you know, the travel you're about to embark on. So I'm so thankful for that. And so thankful for you guys to checking out another episode of Finding Ourselves, episode four, uh, Coined. I need help. <laughs> and Liz definitely did bring it. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate those that uh, take time to listen. I appreciate those that are in my life. Man, you guys are so amazing to keep me uh, moving forward through the dark days of routine. Right. You know, that's just how life is. But, you know, you got to keep moving forward and uh, appreciate the another day under the sun for another day for you to shine. And uh, we definitely do appreciate you guys. So shout out to you guys. And another shout out to my surrogate daughter, Kim, for another amazing uh, thanks to her for the amazing, the uh, uh, amazing, uh, amazing song that she put together for us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for all the support, guys. And shout out to my good friend. This song is dedicated to Alejandra from Colombia. So thank you guys and check you out next week, man. Peace. We love you.